0: Let's get started. Welcome to Blockchain Bandwagon, the podcast where we explore the depths of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and the technology shaping our future. I'm your host, Csikszentmihalyi, and today we have an exciting episode lined up for you. We'll be diving into the current topics that will not only pique the interests of newcomers to cryptocurrencies, but also provide valuable insights into the rapidly evolving landscape of digital assets. I'm the founder of Tech Together MDM, our blockchain podcast uh, and the product is about data production data quality for healthcare providers. I'm here with my co-host Brian. Brian and I spend a lot of time researching and studying various aspects of blockchain technology and we love to learn and share. Now let me hand over to my co-host Brian who will introduce himself and give us a sneak peek into today's discussion.
1: Hey, thanks, Chuck. Good to see you again. Um, my name is Brian. I've been in the IT staffing business for over 25 years, and um, blockchain is a passion. I don't have any technical ability, as my partner Chuck does, but uh, I just I love talking about the stuff, and that's why we have a podcast. So, um, you know, last week, if, if you uh, joined us, we had a little technical issue at the end, and so we'll be finishing up uh, some stuff about just some stuff about crypto, and we were talking about crypto last week. And uh, this week, we're going to dive into, I believe, some different consensus mechanisms that uh, that are out there and in play, and uh, kind of go from there. So, hey! But before we start, remember subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it's all here on call in, also syndicated on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Every Tuesday, two p.m. Pacific time, five p.m. Eastern and
0: uh take it away chuck awesome thanks brian we uh if i remember correctly uh we got cut off when we were just talking about nfts you know we were talking about how nfts uh were taking over uh in the in the crypto space and then we were going to talk about decentralized finance right and then what are yeah. the different types of decentralized finance that are out there you know, this, some of the things that uh, we were discussing was, what what are the different use cases that are really, what does decentralized finance mean, particularly a decentralized exchanges, right? So when we say an exchange, that's one of the things. And then we talked about Ripple, remember? XRP. Yes. XRP. Yes. 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 And then there are so many lending protocols people are like you know what do they lend how do they borrow cryptocurrencies and then once you have a loan or once you have given a loan to somebody how do you sell that loan off you know what i mean the second risk market right? right so all these are also getting like a lot of traction
1: yeah it's a you know it's a new world out there and uh, you can a lot of places to um there's a lot of places that you can put your money now and put uh, your investments and your ideas and there and uh you can a lot of places to um there's a lot of places that you can put your money now and put uh, your investments and your ideas and you, you don't have to go through a, you don't have to go through a bank anymore and and uh yeah there's always been pools and pods and and uh you know etfs and things of that sort but uh uh, this is a, a great way to directly lend to people. Directly, again, like you said, secondary market selling and, and swapping and, and things of that sort. So, yeah, there's a there's a whole world out there that uh, really is a, a different mindset and a paradigm shift for people.
0: And, and remember, when we were talking about uh, decentralized centralized uh, bank digital currencies, CBDCs, mm-hmm. uh, Ripple has signed up a big contract, right? They already are in like four different uh, uh, you know trying to negotiate how to help different countries become the like a, the place where they can be a big bridge currency and be a big bridge currency
1: right yeah it's usually developing nations right that yeah are,
0: that the they're going f- developing nations that they're big on right now
1: yeah and bringing them uh, bringing them forward to compete with the rest of the world right because we're on a world stage now and this is uh this could be the great equalizer for people. That's why I love this stuff because it's, you know, it equalizes, it equalizes things for everyone.
0: And then the secondary markets are also a lot of heating up that Uniswap is also getting a lot of, uh, but all of this, uh, Brian, I was, talking, uh, but all of this, uh, Brian, I was talking to somebody uh, recently at a thing in their biggest concern was talking to somebody uh, recently at a thing and their biggest concern was regulation, right? The reason most of the investors are afraid of getting on is like, is it's not regulated, right?
1: Yeah, that's why I remember you mentioned that last week was uh, you you talked to several people and they're like, they're not interested until there's rules in
0: place. And that's why you don't- They don't feel safe.
1: Yeah, I get it.
2: I understand.
0: Yeah, and the regulations are still evolving. You know, we, I think we talked about like, like the top most favorable countries that are doing, like, you know, even making sense is like Switzerland is the top, right? It has a very mature financial uh, you know, market. right? Finan- like probably market.
1: Probably <laughs> a yes. lot of people love
0: Switzerland. <laughs> and then Singapore, Malta, Estonia, they actually have passed laws. Uh And then Germany is the ninth most favorable country for cryptos and USA is not even in the list of top 10 or top 15.
1: Yeah, you know, um, my take on that is I think there's just so much uncertainty now. Um, government, is, is the government going to get involved? How much are they going to get involved? And uh, will will uh, the exchanges move out of the country and, you know, not operate in the United States? doesn't mean you can't buy stuff. It just means they won't operate in the United States, right? Um, or use their use their service. Um, but it's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things in the air, you know, Japan, I think, uh, has one of the, the most advanced, um, one, one of the most advanced regulatory systems where, you know, people that got caught up on that FTX, um, deal from there, they've actually got paid. A lot of them already got paid back, um, because of their regulations there in Japan. So it's, uh, it, it's, they're, they're kind of on the forefront as well
0: yeah I, I think from a from an adoption perspective i think a lot of these countries they, there has to be some kind of a regulatory clarity you know the, 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 there's still a lot of lack of clarity on whether something is a security or something is a, a commodity that is not there and then there are no favorable tax laws uh, around this right right
1: yeah i mean there is also you know they uh it's it's the way, right? It's the way that these companies can do business, and that's that's where Japan kind of. I, I think if we kind of follow Japan a little bit, it's uh, it, it brings some favorable to both sides. Where yes, you can still borrow, and you can still um, you know borrow against your investment. But right now, you know, I think Binance allows up to a hundred times leverage on your on your uh, uh, coins. Yeah. So uh, when you have, when you have that much leverage, you know, Japan only allows two, so two times. Um, okay. so again, a lot less upside that you can, uh, you know, Hey, take advantage of possibly, but it, it saves you from crashing and burning. Right. So, uh, it, they're just, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they, allow they I think another big thing is that they, they have, you have to at least carry 95% of the customer's funds and cold wallets mm-hmm. where that's not regulation here or a lot of other places. So, um, that, that, was the, that was the problem with FTA. They just flat out stole money.
0: You think the requirement to hold crypto in a cold wallet, is it more for uh, this volatility risk or is it because of uh, some kind of an investment in crypto projects or is it for both?
1: No, so I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a, a big thing for that for both, right? So um, So when you have to hold a certain amount of money, it, it, and you're safe, right? You're safe. Uh, it, it'll be there for you. It's it's going to be there. Yeah, it could be still volatile and go up and down, but you'll still have it, right? Mm-hmm. Not like it's gone. It's like it's completely gone. And because that's that's exactly what happened to FTX, They just used money thinking that they're going to get money coming back in all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to do that.
0: So how, do you, how soon do you think we'll be like, At least in US, we'll have like, like you know, where people are more comfortable with crypto. Three years, four years, five years.
1: Um, it's a great question. I I don't know. I am not. I I don't know. I think it's like like you said; those those people that you've talked to want some type of regulation. I think it has to, yeah, something. I don't know. Regulation is the right word, but there has to be some set of rules around that everybody plays by, right? And um. You don't wanna take away innovation and, and ideas and people you know, trying to do better things, uh, but you also have to have something in place where you know mass amounts of people are gonna invest and this is the future, right?
0: Uh, let's open up to our listeners, see if they have a say in how long it takes. Guys, uh, Ashok or Shiva, if you guys wanna chime in please. You have to unmute yourself. Is <laughs> hey, Shiva, can you hear?
2: Hey, Shiva. Yeah, can, I can hear you. I was there. What, what do you
0: think? Do you think it will uh, cryptocurrencies will take a while or?
2: Yeah, it, definitely. It will take a while because uh, if you see a lot of regulations, even Blackfile, so many uh, where the smart small investment we started in 2017, so that has closed now. So, they were filed the bank currency because of uh, their business, uh, investing and other regulations. So, we are not still the safety of what we invested is still at least protected. Uh, yeah, a lot of regulations and you see, we invest in, uh, put, uh, put, uh, put our money in bank because it's uh, safe at least FDIC insured, but cryptos, it's, a lot mm-hmm. of yeah, it's not safe. Are you invested in any? Yeah, I invested, but uh, we are taking this chance, the risk there. <laughs> so,
0: do you think regulations will help you make invest more?
2: Yeah, definitely, yeah. That will, we can show it's uh, controlled. They are not doing out of uh, some, it's uh, follow the proper guidelines. At least we can show what we invested is uh, safe. So we can look more and more people will come. So now, right now, only a few set of percentage of people are investing in because of uh, fluctuations uh, and they are making money. So they are still, uh, there is a big amount of risk in there. So they are taking chance and because of fluctuation, they are making money and they are happy. But they're not. I, I want to
0: ask the same question to Brian. Brian, you're invested in crypto. Do you feel like that risk without our re- regulations? No.
1: I, I mean, there's risk for everything. So it's if you're investing in the stock market, it's the same thing. So just because the stock market's been around for over 100 years, you feel safe. Um, I, I mean, you can lose all your money tomorrow. Your stock goes to zero, It go, you lose all your money, right? So uh, there's no protection. I don't have any protection by really? stocks. Um, so you don't see any
0: difference
1: i don't see much difference at all honestly the only thing that's regulated is right insider trading which there is manipulation for coins there's absolutely market manipulation um there's also uh you know things around that need to you know there probably needs to be some rules around those areas uh right now it's a lot of the wild west but uh, in terms of just pure are you saying risk i i don't see it any difference what different. About the what was about stamps? What about scams? What about what about scams on the stock market, right? What about scams no, on the
0: corporate? If the What's company that? is listed, it is probably vetted out. Properly. What if it goes to zero though? Right? That's the risk of a business risk, but not a scam risk. Okay. Um what if you know a, a
1: company calls you you're you're investing you're investing money in another company because your buddy starts up a company? It's the same risk. You have the, you have risk. There's risk in whatever you do. There's not regulation around everything, right? The only safe haven is if you put your money, and it's not even a safe haven. If you put your money in the bank, they can have, they can take your money. And that's just it's a it's a pure fact that they can <laughs> seize your money anytime they want. I mean, that's just a, that's just facts. So will you get seized? Probably not, right? Most likely you won't. But you can for any reason the government feels. Thus, I love the decentralized nature of, of this. And there is def- definitely risk and there's definitely, you know, scams that you have to be careful about. Um, but if you stick with the big ones, right? So as you venture away, it's the same thing as if you venture a- away from your blue chip stocks, the more risk there is, right? Yeah. Startups, uh, putting your money in, getting in the beginning. There's obviously big upside. There's always a big downside.
0: So a follow-up question. So are there any blue chip cryptos?
1: Of course, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the blue chip crypto. Absolutely. hundred percent. One of the most safe havens you can get at.
0: What about Ethereum? Is it Ethereum is also good.
1: Ethereum is relatively safe as well. Yes. Hundred percent. But if you have if you ask me what one cryptocurrency would you invest in and you feel one hundred percent safe, Bitcoin, no doubt. Hundred percent. Okay.
0: So I see what you're saying. So similar to stocks, there are also like blue chips in crypto. And you invest in those, you're fine.
1: Well, obviously, the ones that you know about, right? The ones, you know, whether yeah. it's Polkadot or whether it's Cardano or Solano, what, whatever you want. You know, those are getting bigger and they're pretty reputable. Um, and if they wait, but, you know, they may go away. They could go away. But, yeah.
0: they're, but they're better than they're pretty others.
1: Pretty solid, right? They have a solid foundation. You know a lot about them. Now, all the stuff that's off of them, the DeFi projects that sit on top of, you know, Ethereum and, and are producing coins and things of that sort. Yeah, each one's more risky than the other. And you just have to do your due diligence. I think I think just like anything else, people want the get rich thing, right? They saw, especially, you know, what year and a half ago when everything went crazy, way up, everybody just threw their money in, right? And like, I'm gonna get rich, I'm gonna get to drive a Lambo tomorrow. You know, that's has been great, <laughs> you know, it's never gonna stop. Uh, and it does stop. The music stops. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Let, let's see if Ashok wants to say something. Ashok, yeah.
3: you want to say something? You have to unmute yourself, Ashok. Yeah. You hear me now? Yes.
2: Yeah. yes.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think uh, regulation is a completely, you know, I don't think you want regulation crypto if you'd ever want to grow. Oh, I don't think. Yeah. And the whole philosophy of Crypto is based on not having any control. See how the world is going to work in the future. So I think crypto it should go another route and it will go the other route. Only route that's possible for crypto is deregulation complete, total deregulation. That means governments at some point of time, there will be people who will be dealing with crypto and people will, uh, even at the risk of angering the government. So I don't think government will ever come to, you know, in long term. <laughs> is liking the answer. You know. Yeah, it's ever come to that stage where there's going to be a standard, you know, your New York, this uh, Wall Street type of a uh, thing. It's fundamentally, it's, uh, it's not, it'll never go to work. The moment you start regulating, there's all kinds of, you know, people will actually lose interest in crypto, in my opinion. It is it is sexy right now because it has the potential truly not being influenced by any powers that might be individuals or institutions not controlling it. It's all, it's free, open, you know, it's up to what the market says, you know. That's my take on that.
0: No, no, I I, if I may, Ashok, I kind of agree with you, like the sentiment, but how do I reconcile that with uh, the government's need for taxation, uh, the government's need for uh, capital gains or things like that, how would they do that? And how do they integrate with the tax loss or like sales tax and things like that if it's not monitored or? So it is monitored, then you can Who's do
1: the tax. Right now, you get taxed on your capital gains
0: if you sell, correct? If I sell my crypto and if I make money who is paying that how is that of you, you are paying that right so you have to sell
1: it on exchange it's all regulated that part is absolutely regulated it's not like you're going out and just you know picking up bitcoin off the street you have to go through somewhere to buy it right you have to go through an exchange to buy it um and, and buy your uh cryptocurrency so when that's all regulated right? you have to provide your banking information you have to provide your social security number and your name and all that kind of great stuff right and so that's all absolutely regular. I mean, you can go right on, you can go right on PayPal and buy crypto for crying out loud. They know all your stuff. So yes, you get, I tried to add,
0: buy crypto the other day. It added, it asked me a lot of questions, my social security number. It's more It's more difficult than opening a bank account.
1: So it just gives you basic information, right? A lot of times you have to provide your ID um, and because they want to, t- right? The government wants their cut because it is considered capital gains. Now, there is a way around. That's a whole nother, con- a whole nother conversation there's absolutely a way around it, which you can't for stocks, but you can for crypto right now. Um, it's called like washing, I think it's called. I think the term is washing. It's a uh, where you can sell for a loss, but you buy right back in and gain it, and you don't have to claim it. And it's a uh, it's a pretty neat little scheme. <laughs> so there's
0: a workaround to
1: hide that. Yeah, it's a workaround for taxes, which you can't do to stocks. But uh, I'm
0: sure that loophole will be closed sometime. But yeah, no, it's
1: uh, it's at, you're definitely to get taxed on it.
0: So, if I have a prepaid credit card, right, for a thousand bucks, can I use that thousand bucks to buy crypto?
1: Yeah, if it's on, if you do it through an exchange, of course.
0: But do they have to know who I am if it's a prepaid credit card?
1: Yeah, so you have to know who you are. Yeah, you have to open an account through an exchange, an service, correct? So it's not like it's it's right. So what you hold is um, is for you you have to buy it somewhere. How do you, I mean, how would you buy otherwise?
0: Now, let's say you have some, let's say you have a thousand Bitcoin in your wallet. Yes. You can transfer that to me without an exchange, can't you? So I can
1: transfer that to you anytime I want. Correct. And then I'll give you
0: dollars, let's say. Yes. Correct. Right. Outside of any blockchain. But
1: no, it will be recorded on blockchain. Why not? Because it's, why, it's- why
0: can't you give me, like, say, some Bitcoin and I give you dollars in a suitcase?
1: Okay,
0: <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to listen to your point. No, if I do that, then how can anybody know if I gain capital gains or something?
1: I, I'm not sure, Chuck. I'm not sure. I, I
0: don't know. <laughs> so that it, it, it's you think it's so regulated that people can do that kind of nonsense. Yeah.
2: But this, this one is something yeah. right?
4: Like India they do the dollar exchange here and India they exchange rupees is a Havala cases. It's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. And people do that all the time. Particularly
0: when I go to India, I can give my dollars in yeah. cash and I can get cash. But they don't do that anymore, but they used to. So Bitcoin, anyway, coming back to Ashok's point, if it's not regulated how will that work
1: well it's pretty much not regulated right now right I mean it's pretty much the wild west you can create you can create any coin you want right now with not much with not much backing as long as you register it you, you must register it but it's, it's without hardly anything you can make any coin you want so awesome. We have one more color. Let's Chuck's great bandwagon coin. There you go. Chuck's blockchain bandwagon coin. (laughs) Who's
0: going to buy it? Oh,
1: there's a big need for that.
0: Okay, so let's let's move on to talk about uh, the next hot topic. For is consensus mechanisms. That's what we want to talk about today, right? Where do you want to start, Brad? Yeah, do well, it. you. were I mean, you know, what are the two big ones, right? The the biggest, let's talk about the big ones. Why was the big, why is that even a problem? For a long time, the biggest complaint is it's not sustainable. It's too much expensive, consuming too many resources, right? The only consensus mechanism that existed in the beginning was proof of work, Right? And proof of work, I mean, it's still very expensive. So they came up with proof of stake. Now there are like six or seven different types of consensus mechanisms.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's, right? It makes sense. It just depends on what your system, your blockchain is looking to do, right? And how how it
0: operates. So let's run down through a couple of them at least. I have a few. I've researched about five of them. And I know you... Probably have a lot more research. Well, just,
1: honestly honestly Chuck there was a there was just as I'm as I'm doing research on this and looking at this and mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't believe how many there were like how many different ones there are and and you know projects around those and and things of that sort so you know I rely on you a lot for the technical side of hey how this stuff works and, and because I,
0: I researched about five things that I think were very interesting. one was obviously the proof of work right? Uh, It's probably provides the strongest security, but it's, unfortunately, is very energy intensive, right? And everybody is kind of walking away from it. You know, one of the things is, will Bitcoin ever go away from that? No. Blockchain? No. I don't think that will ever go away. But for Ethereum, they kind of came up with proof of stake in their recent fork. Right. Right. Uh, The proof of stake is a lot more energy efficient, right? Uh, it, but it's, it is kind of a still a little bit, I feel like it's more capitalistic, right? It can favor the rich. Those who stake more will always make the more. Right. Right. And that's
1: cool, uh, right? So you, got, you can stake, you don't have to just stake yourself. Yeah, you can put in what you want depending on the minimum requirement, but there's also, you know, staking pools you can be a part of
0: yeah. as well. Yeah, that's, that's the type of poor people trying to, Collect together to become rich so that they can get enough mining. Right. That's so then, it's they, it's uh, about it,
1: right. It's about getting the, the best return for your buck. It's the same thing as, you know, hey, you're not going to take, uh, you know, 5% on your uh, on your savings account if you can get 7% somewhere else. Right. And it doesn't cost, I mean, then there's literally no other, no, bo- uh, it, it doesn't take any more work to do. Right. You're going to take the most you can get. Right, so that's kind of the same concept.
0: Yeah. Hey, Shiva, are you part of any staking? Some of the your crypto is it part of any staking pools? Did you stake any?
4: Yeah, yeah. Ethereum, uh, mine is most of things in Ethereum and Bitcoin only. So I have in uh, Binance US and uh, in Binance US. I have a uh, Cardano and uh, Those things they're giving more staking there so they here uh coinbase they give 4.5 percent something mm-hmm. okay. yeah. yeah they call it as ethereum 2 and they convert as another one they stake it there so they'll pay in ethereum on those. So, yeah, so can... oh, i'm sorry go ahead that's a pretty good return right
0: considering maybe yeah. 4.5 mm-hmm
4: yeah and then the, the others is sure. giving a lot of uh, bitcoins they're giving like eight and twelve percent also
0: really
1: yeah wow so so you can go directly to sites right so you can go to polka dot right yeah. now If you look up go to polka dot mm-hmm. and you can do it directly as well so I, I do it through coinbase as well but they right the downside of it is they take a percentage so coinbase will take a percentage as well mm-hmm. of your proceeds which is completely fine because you're really doing zero um and it's just it's very convenient so you can go right to polka dot and download their information and you can do staking on your own right so you can choose projects so um of what you want to stake and you know some projects return 80 percent, but also you may lose all your lose all your staking right so it's the same thing you want to be that yeah how risk averse are you or how uh how much are you willing to risk each person's different that's why it's a, that's why it's a lot See, initially,
4: the block five was giving almost like twelve percent on most of the coins,
1: and so, most of the coins are yeah, they're up to you know eight percent exactly.
4: Yeah, That's so the they couldn't exactly. sustain the business, so now they filed a separate level bankruptcy.
0: Man, so it looks like you have to get in early and get out early, quick quickly <laughs> before they go down. No, not necessarily. So, how do they sustain eight percent return? Uh, In crypto, are they actually mining that much or is it they're lending it out somewhere? Proof
1: of stake, you don't mine. So, proof of stake is not mining, right? That's why you stake your, that's why you make a stake. So, when you're mining, you're mining Bitcoin, right? You're mining the data, you're mining that. So, you're getting something back from your mining Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a reward, right? So, you get a portion of the Bitcoin when you win that money, right? When you win that, when you win that block, that's what you get. With staking, you don't, right? So that you are using your money so they can pay, other people can pay their fees with your money. And it's just like a return on investment, right?
0: Let me understand that. So when I stake, I I assumed that I get the rights to mine. You get the rights to what? To mine. There is no mining. So you're
1: not mining. So, right? So staking is not mining okay so you're doing your hashes and you're doing the transaction right that's what you're doing right so right so you're you're taking your crypto you're locking it up in exchange or a staking pool and you're getting passive income for it interest or tokens it depends right
0: yes so they're not getting the money to pay me
1: what's that from the fees they're charging people to do transactions
0: right i see so there is only a transaction fee and there is no reward for mining
1: so it's called right so in in ethereum it's called gas right they charge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right so they charge and it can be pretty high at times when it's busy right i see so thus you get back your money you get back a percentage and that's that's the way Uh, that's the way you make money
0: I see. So we have anybody who processes transactions get a transaction fee, and that transaction fee is distributed to people who stay.
1: So think of it like this, right? So easy way to think of it. Think of it as a certificate of a deposit, for instance, right? So you buy a certificate of a deposit from your bank. Your bank doesn't just sit on that money; they go out and they use that money, right? They they lend it again, and they're guaranteeing you a return on well, you're. Now you're being guaranteed, you know, through a Coinbase or Kraken or Binance, things of that sort, you're guaranteed a return of, right? So, uh, 4%, right, Shiva, something like that, 4.5% on a certain Ethereum. Um, same thing with a, a CD. Uh, then you get your money back. The you know, downside of it is you have to have your state crypto. It's not liquid, right? So it's yeah. illiquid. It's just sitting there. Like a CD.
0: Right? Just like my CD, it's locked up for a certain time. Correct. So
1: three months, six months a year, whatever you choose. Correct. Exactly.
0: Yep. Uh, oh, I see. And then delegated proof of stake is another interesting thing. They're saying it's it's much faster. I guess there are only fewer people processing the transactions.
1: Right. I mean right. I'm gonna you're gonna have to help me out here. I'm just a just the the little stuff I've done or, or you know, a trying to be intuitive, you know, delegating. So I'm delegating my, you know, my votes or my rights to other people that that can do it for me. Right. To validate. Yeah, Basically, trusted, trusted people.
0: Yes. So that becomes more efficient and then they can all. It's kind of. a. If you're staking in a pool right now, you're the people who you staked are joining another delegates. They're delegating it to somebody else. It's another level of grouping, I think.
1: So is everything, let me, I mean, just something that popped in my head. So
0: everything outside
1: of proof of work, is it getting away from decentralization, further away from decentralization? Like true decentralization is proof of work, right? You do your proof of work. Everybody says, yes, that's it. You won that one. Yes. A block, you get the reward. That's a true decentralized nature.
0: Everything else
1: seems like it's getting more, again, it's still decentralized, but it's still a little more central. You're giving stake to a certain people, like They they have voting rights or they have the rights to do it, right?
0: Yes. So, true. So, when we say decentralized, if every node can do it, that is completely decentralized. Correct. Right? Instead of, let's say, if I have three people doing it, it's still decentralized, but not as much. It's centralized to those three people.
1: Yep. Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah. It's right? decentralized to a small network. <laughs> <The>
0: network. <laughs> exactly. Right. Which is centralized in comparison to the big one.
1: Right. So maybe the, a private blockchain, right? Maybe a private block. Maybe it stands for a private blockchain or something of that sort, right? Maybe that yeah. makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Because the, the blockchain that I'm building for my thing, I'm like doing it either proof of authority mostly. Okay. Right. And which is highly efficient. And it's highly centralized, but at the same time, if you are looking at data quality, data integrity, somebody has to take ownership of it Mm -hmm. so that people, and basically in a transparent, immutable way, right? You know, that's where your trust comes. Yes, you can be decentralized, but if it's transparent and immutable and open, like everybody can see what it is doing, then you can also get trust. Right. Right. And it's audited. So blockchain is kind of a little interesting. If you want it to be adopted, it doesn't have to be not just decentralized, but it's the idea of transparency, immutability, you know, cryptography and security. Those things also make it like a very powerful platform. For sure. Right. So that's why a lot of people are even using private blockchains which is what I'm doing with my Together MDM. then this other one is very interesting before we go on to the ones you researched. Proof of elapsed time. Uh So what they do here is they want everybody to participate. Right. But at the same time, they don't want to compete. They said, okay, everybody gets a turn. If you waited long enough, you get your turn. Right. So everybody gets a turn to validate and... Commit transactions. Got it. And it usually goes in a round robin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Now, when you're expecting a particular person to do in their turn, if everybody knows it's their turn, that individual node needs to be trusted. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. If it's not trusted, it can be bad. Right. right. If if it's incorrectly, so that trust has to be established. So it's really not suitable for public blockchains, but in a consortium where everybody trusts each other, proof of elapsed time kind of works very well.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Then I started looking at how are they actually implemented? Right. uh, We can get into that after you go through some of yours. Which one do you want to talk about?
1: I don't want to talk about any of them, Chuck. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, uh, you know, there's just a lot. Let's, I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, there was, you know, Hey, proof of burn. I don't, honestly, I don't know much about proof of burn. I was trying to get my head around it and, um, you know, maybe I don't know how much you've, you understand proof of burn, but I don't understand it a whole lot. Um, you know, proof of activity. It's another one. of uh, it's kind of a, a hybrid between both of uh, proof of work and, and proof of stake where um you know you're mining new blocks but then a you know a random group of validating nodes after you know after you find a new block um they take over and, and validate it so um yeah, the mining feeds are split uh so not one you know not one person's taking on mining feed so you know that one's Outside of the the more known ones, I'm like, you know, trying to wrap my head around exactly what they're, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. And I went and, you know, looked at some of the, you know, the projects behind that are using like, you know, proof of capacity, Um, you know, burst is using proof of capacity. And, you know, hey, what, what even does that mean?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I, I can talk about proof of burn a little bit what I know. So the idea of burn, okay, in, in blockchain uh, tokens is that so this is only applicable for a blockchain that has uh, a finite limit of coins okay okay if if there's if there's no unlimited coins then the burn doesn't matter right right because you're not really affecting anything right you burn coins you create more coins but in blockchain uh in bitcoin world where the amount of In any blockchain where the amount of tokens is limited right when you burn any tokens burning means basically you're taking some of the tokens and sending it to an unused address right Right. or unspendable address so now what happens is you're increasing the value for everybody right and when you increase the value for everybody so then you're helping everybody so the person who helps the most gets to write the transaction.
1: So, is let, let me ask this: so proof of burn is that is that basically um, they want people to want to participate more? Like, hey, the, the more you participate, the more uh, the more likely you'll get a reward. Wait, what do you mean, by if, part? if your stuff is burning, right? So you, you want to do right. So in the short term, you might you know burn tokens every now and then but you'll get more blocks rewarded. Exactly. At a different rate, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Your future rewards will be obviously more valuable. Right. Right? So the the incentive to burn is the more you burn, the more you get to participate in that. Like not participate means if I send a transaction without mining, I'm also participating. Right. Got it. Right? But these people who actually mine the coins or create more blocks, if the more they burn, the more they get to get bigger rewards.
1: And so this is, uh, this is kind of like proof of stake, right? More, more money you have or more, uh, more wealthy you are, the better chance you have at uh, making money or getting your rewards.
0: Yeah. But the proof of one, I would state the more good you do to the blockchain, not more Got money it. you have. Okay. The more good you do, the more opportunities you get to make more. Got it. Right. And then the capacity is if you have a bigger hardware on your node than mm-hmm. I do and if if I'm I would I obviously want you to do more right those those would be in like a, a consortium where it's like I have a big company and I have a small company I make the big company do more of the work okay right so that is that one and elapsed time, we already talked about it. Proof of authority is basically you're nominating uh, one or two people or one or two nodes to do that. I never came across proof of importance. What is that? You have that in your list.
1: Yeah, it's um, uh, let's see, it's the uh, so New Economy Movement XEM is the ones that uh, that use it, and. Um, Again, I, it, it's like a proof of stake, uh, but there's different, I, I just don't understand a lot of the difference in it. Uh, and it, it just is, it, they're trying to improve on proof of stake. And again, I, I'm not sure exactly how it's used. You have to have a certain amount. I think it's 300 and some bucks um, in today's, uh, it's a, in in today's uh, value for XEM to get involved, um, to be part of this, to be part of the process. So I just don't know exactly how it works.
0: Yeah, every time I think we have enough mechanisms of consensus, new things pop up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Anyway, so before we wrap up, I want to give Alex and uh, Ashok one more chance to say what they think of, uh, you know, Guys, want to say something on consensus mechanisms? What your opinions are? Shiva, anybody? <laughs> it's it's a hard concept for me. I had a hard time.
1: Well, it's just you know, I I think the. Biggest ones are kind of, e- I mean, a little easier to get your head around. And then as you move away from that, it's figuring out, okay, exactly what is it? Why would people do it? And what, what makes sense, right? And and that's, there's just, there's a lot to understand. It's fun. I, I enjoy it.
0: It's just, there's it, just a lot of it. Yeah. Please unmute yourself, guys, if you're talking. Yeah, I would love to hear more.
4: Yeah, um, nothing from my end. Um, okay. you have something
0: to say, Ashok?
3: Good, Ashok. Uh, um, I think uh, it seems to be all those concepts are invented to help people either make money or invest, or uh, trying to make the make it more liquid, right? Things going around. Another uh, right. End of the day, you know. It's... Uh, I, the- I
0: think it's partly technical too, Ashok. It's it's partly uh, managing of decentralized nodes in in, uh, in a in a fair way, so that it's in a more equitable way, more sustainable way. Sure, at least the consensus mechanisms. You know, that's what I think. What do you think? Uh, you think it's mostly because of what? I think we lost it. Anyway, Brian. Cool. No, we, we are we learned, everything uh, we wanted to cover today.
1: Yeah, I, I learned a lot. I mean, it's uh, again, there's there's a lot more. Uh, I think, like uh, sham said, it was uh, you know, hey, people are. Coming up with different ideas to one, make transactions faster, but still tra- you know, hey, transparent and efficient and secure, um, make people more money, right? That's always the bottom line, right? Yeah. They make more That's money. Right. So, uh, you know, follow the money when you find stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll see what if any of these stick or if any of these go away or if there's, I'm sure there'll be new ones come out. So there'll be, it's exciting times. Yeah, I, I,
0: that, I think you're right about making money because. They were spending way too much in power and making less, right? The, the mining pools, they were losing a lot of money.
1: Yeah, you can. So yeah, that's a whole nother subject about, uh, I, I was, I kind of went down a rabbit hole as well, looking at this with, with proof of stake and proof of, uh, proof of work and kind of misnomers about energy use and things of that sort. So that's a, that's a subject for another day, but yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're kind of right on. Yes
0: anyways uh thank you so much brian thank you so much for our listeners uh it was a tough topic today but no, it was good anyways, we i, managed. It. I, I we like, like it up, uh, next week can't it's wait another exciting topic and have a great week everybody awesome thank you guys appreciate Bye, it thank
2: you appreciate you guys thanks chuck